Welcome to another episode of Coffee and Conversations, where we look at the intersection of relationships, faith, and leadership. I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Clark. And I'm Christian Harden. We're so glad you joined us. Christian, you doing all right today? Doing good, man. How about you? I am excited for another episode of Coffee and Conversations, if I can say it today. Yeah. This one's not in the morning. It is not. We are we typically record. 2 o'clock and I have three tacos in my belly. Yeah, this is post-Mexican lunch, and uh, so we'll see what happens. It could go anywhere. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. Anything. It's like a mystery box. So our special guest today, um, we're super excited to have Maddie Hill. Hello. Yeah, Maddie Hill's in the house, and uh, she is uh, the summer intern. She is. Thank thank the Lord for great organizations and foundations like the 410 Foundation. That's right. Big shout out. Yes, that make this possible, this internship possible. Um, This is our second year in partnership with them uh, where they've allowed us to have an intern where typically we just don't have those types of positions. We're Mm -hmm. just not financially able to, and so they've they've removed that barrier and provide this opportunity, which has been really, really neat. So we're going to hear just a tiny bit as she's already a couple weeks into this internship, but this is going to be the intro, kind of the prelude of what are you expecting out of working with inner city teenagers? Yeah. Kind of a reflection. Oh yeah. So in a few months we'll do the post. That'll be so good. That'll be good. Yeah. That'll be post camp. Post camp. Post all the relationship building that will be happening weekly. Um, The good and the bad. Oh man. It's all there. But before we get into it, no coffee today, but I did have some coffee mm. this morning from Bryn. We love t- Bryn. Off the Tazewell Pike, the little Jacksboro area. Fellowship North, you can go check them out. I had, if I can make a recommendation, Maddie, the iced Americano with a splash mm-hmm. of oat milk. Mm, yeah. Not goat milk, oat milk. Um, can't beat it. It's so it's just a great refresher and gets me going for my morning. So yeah, I've been making my lattes at home. Yeah. Ice lattes. Ice lattes are yep. the move. I'm actually using um, Bryn's coffee for my espresso that he, he would typically roast. Yeah. For that, um, I believe it might have been a gift from Christmas. It might still be that old. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. <laughs> still fresh? Uh, it tastes great. Let that be a testament. I had to adjust the grind setting a little bit. Yeah. Got it right. But uh, anyways, we do like coffee, Maddie. So we're excited just to get to know you a little bit better. Um, So to our listeners who um, haven't gotten to know you, would you just introduce a little bit about yourself, kind of tell where you've grown up, Mm -hmm. went to school, what you're doing now, Mm -hmm. uh, just what you are passionate about, your your likes and dislikes, Mm -hmm. and uh, let them to get to know you real quick. Um, So my name's Maddie Hill. I am 21 years old. I grew up in Strawberry Plains, Tennessee. Um, Went to Carter High School. Go Hornets. Um, Hornets. (laughs) um, And I am an elementary education major. Um, I am also an assistant director of a child care center. And I have a huge passion for kids. Um, My child care center I work at in a church. So um, building that Christian foundation is very important to me. Um, So I have a huge heart for kids and working with youth and kids. And that's part of why I love this internship. Um, I just love kids and I love youth and um, any way to get to know them better. So that's basically what my whole world is around <laughs> my job this internship my schooling it's all around kids yeah. so yeah that's, that's super big cool and, and these are a little bit older kids than yeah. used to working with yeah um and that's honestly it's a little hard for me um because I know how to talk to the two-year-olds that I teach um mm-hmm. I know their interests and everything but middle school and high school is a little different mm-hmm. um when I first started with Kitco I was a little intimidated um yeah. mostly just because I've I felt like I had to talk to them as kids, and I don't. I have to. I talk to them as adults, um, and I had a really hard time 
when I first started trying to figure out how to talk to them. And um, I have a good, I'm pretty good at talking to adults like my parents and grandparents and people around my age. But when I looked at youth, I thought of them as little kids and they're not. Yeah. So that was a hard thing for me to get my, wrap my head around. But um, once I did, it's a lot easier now. But, um, and trying to find their interests, it's hard to start conversation with them because I don't know their interests. I'm not all encompassed in that age. So, that age and demographic. Yes, yes. It's cross cultural. Yes, yes. And it was a big uh, culture shock for me as well. Not only just with the age barrier, but with the culture they're surrounded by. just trying to figure out their interests and what they do every day. And it's a lot different from how I grew up and um, yeah. what I'm around every day. So it's um, a lot of, it's a big learning curve. Yeah. So, so I think some of the, the really neat tools that I think you're going to glean from just your whole experience is relationships are relationships, mm-hmm. regardless of what context or culture, you know, you're, you're building them in and you just keep showing up week mm-hmm. after week and you keep building those and you keep learning about the other and, and they learn about you. And, and that's where relationship you're, mm-hmm. you're sharing your lives with each other mm-hmm. and it goes both ways. And I, and that's what I think is really cool because you're going to take this with you uh, for the rest of your life. These are tools that are going to be in your belt that uh, wherever God leads you, even in your um, if you end up working with elementary ed or you end up, who knows, maybe middle and high school. Oh, she's not sure about that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you end up in, in, in serving, you know, populations or, or schools that maybe come from a different background than you do, mm-hmm. just having this ability to, I know how to adapt and morph and learn and wh- what cues to pick up on and how to identify and relate to and build those bridges. That's going to be, that's going to be invaluable. So I'm really, really glad that you're having this with us, yeah, this experience. For sure. Uh, part of what's really neat with what you get to do is um, you get to invest and pour into students. I don't know, um, as you maybe have reflected or can reflect, uh, who are those potential people for you that invested into you um, when you were at this kind of middle school, high school age group? Who are a couple of names that come to mind or anyone specific that you really like look up to? Mm, see, um, I would, I started youth at a very young age because my parents were youth directors. So mm. um, I didn't really go to youth at middle and high school. I went to youth in like upper elementary and stuff like that. So um, I, for my, for me, the big influencers in my life were honestly just my mom and dad, just because they were so into church and they were my youth leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I got older, um, I personally don't think that I was saved until I was a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. So um, in that part of my life, um, I started going to a church with a friend off Rutledge Park, and um, there mm-hmm. was a music director and his wife, and my, my testimony and hers were very similar. And um, just hearing her share it and getting really close to her, her name was Emma Rester, um, getting to know her very well, um, that was the... I think that's the biggest reason why I got saved is finding out that people have the same story as I do and I'm not alone in all the stuff Mm. that I've been through at such a young age. Um, And just realizing that you can turn your life around and um, get to know Christ just as well as she did. And um, Mm. I just saw how Christ was in her life and it was a huge impact on me and me wanting to be that way. So, wow. um, and how old were you? I was in, I was a junior, so I was about wow. 16 or 17. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So a lot of the girls that you spend time with now, there is a more than not often chance of where they will go through mm-hmm. a lot more than maybe you even, even experienced yes. at, at that age. Um, 
but you knowing that like there's hope and there's not mm-hmm. like it's not like doors shut like mm-hmm. when you go through something hard or or difficult um maybe from our own decisions yeah. um that you get to be there and walk through that with them because mm-hmm. emma did that for yeah. you i think that's so cool man we love to hear those relationships of people that have invested in us yes. to reach us where we're at and make us who we are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's awesome and i'm really my biggest thing in this internship that i really want to reach is getting to know these girls personal stories and have them open up to tell mm-hmm. me them and what they've been through because Honestly, I can probably relate to a little bit of what they've been through, and I want to help. I want to yeah. be like Emma was to them, mm-hmm. and I want to um, tell them everything is okay and just tell them what God did for me and how he can do it for them. Yeah. And so that's a Man, big thing. my wife and I have learned that it's really hard to it earn is. those stories. It yeah, really to is. To earn that history. So we just have, I mean, we're foster parents for those that are listening and don't know that, and um, we found out one of our, our teenagers in Kiko um, ended up in care and um, needed a home and it has been really hard to build that trust mm-hmm. and to earn those stories yeah um, and we know a little bit because we already had relationship with her mm-hmm. but man teenagers are tough it, they are it's a tough stage in any teenage life mm-hmm. uh, especially though if you've experienced some adverse experiences if you've mm-hmm. had some trauma or some things happen in your family mm-hmm. if you've lost a parent or um, you know so I don't, you know, we don't always have that in our background, but to realize that the bridges you're building right now, you may see some of the fruit, mm-hmm. but you may never see all of it. Yeah, I would almost guarantee you won't. But these seeds will continue to grow, and we've seen them years and years and years later. An old, uh, I ran into one of my youth yesterday. I was at another organization, and she was interviewing to be a part of their program. And here Saya pops out from around the corner and says, Mr. Michael, I saw you pull it in. And she like squealed and screamed and interrupted her interview with this organization to be a part of their program. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Which was okay because I actually knew the person that was interviewing her. She's volunteered with us for 26 plus years. And um, so she understood. But just to see that, you know what? Did, did this individual make all the choices I had hoped? Or, you know, of course not, right? None of us do, myself included. And, but the seeds were there. The relationship is still formed. Um, we're able to still kind of invest in one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just excited because this is just really the beginning. This is really just the beginning, mm-hmm. Maddie, for you and, and the relationships you're forming. And mm-hmm. who's who's to say in 10 years that you see some of these girls or they right. call you up and they're like, Maddie, would you come to my wedding? You know, like, yes. I mean, those are the dreams, right? That's yes. what we those hope. Dreams. Yeah. Yes. So that's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it took me, I probably knew Emma for three years before I even realized how closely related our stories were and how I could trust to open up. So like some girls, it might take a couple of weeks, some girls, it might take years to get them to open up. But I hope that I can build those relationships where they feel like they can stick around and they can trust me and tell me or just feel like they're comfortable. Like, cause I, it took me so long with Emma, but once I did open up, it made the world a difference. It saved me, honestly. Yeah. So I hope I can build that relationship with the girls. From a leadership standpoint, when you're speaking from the the front, and hopefully, Maddie, I can get mm-hmm. you up there sharing sometime this summer, <laughs> but we, we call it the earning the right to be heard. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times we forget that we have to like earn the right to hear and yes. to listen. Oh, um, I have to remind so myself true. every week, um, you know, that I have three in my mind, Deshaun, uh, sorry, Dewan, LaShawn, and Jamal, mm-hmm. and it's going to Waffle House consistently, inviting them to play basketball just so I can get like a nugget, you know, it's like scratching and clawing just for them to like share a little bit 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's a lot of what it is. And you do that for years and you will do that. And <clears throat> you'll get to see that um, as you move, as these girls move into high school. Mm-hmm. We have a few that are moving into high yeah. school and things will get crazy for them. And um, But I'm glad that we have a good core of, of girl leaders that they hopefully won't fall off the wagon. And yeah. if they are, you guys will continue to bring them back mm-hmm. in, um, at least on Thursdays or just if they have track, you know. Those are yeah. the joys that you get to go cheer them on and yeah. do those things with them. Yeah. And, and, and really, uh, I would assume that Emma mm-hmm. and your life kind of like became for a season together. Mm-hmm. You guys were like, not inseparable, but your life, mm-hmm. you know. They were together. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. And I've already seen this. I mean, I've only been doing this internship for what, three weeks now, mm-hmm. maybe? And I've already have girls ask me if I can help them with job interviews and uh just I love it yes just trying to find jobs and ask me to help them with that and I have girls facetiming me on the weekends just asking me what I'm doing and it's just like this was not a thing three weeks ago yeah I did not have this kind of relationship so it's awesome seeing it already open up like Mm. and already getting them to have this friendship with me that I didn't have before it's just a good feeling knowing I'm already reaching them and they're already feeling comfortable enough to talk to me just about life a little bit and um, trying to help them in their daily lives. and That's really cool. Yeah. They crave that. Yeah. They crave mm-hmm. that relationship, that positive relationship, that they hunger for something that looks different mm-hmm. than what they're used to in their, their neighborhoods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we all want that, and especially post-pandemic, mm-hmm. man, just real relationships. I think mm-hmm. you're going to, um, man, that the value of those are going to be highlighted even more in our culture. I'm really hoping so. So relationships are not going to become a thing of the past. I think they're they're a thing forever of the future and especially for transformation. But I'm, I'm curious. So we talk a little bit about 410 Foundation at the beginning. I'm so grateful for that foundation allowing this this opportunity. And, and they have some things that they invest in you as an intern mm-hmm. as well. You uh, weekly Zoom calls. Yes, People are still yes. Zooming Zoom, right? Zoom, Zoom. Uh, Zoom, Zoom. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about kind of what they have kind of structured and tailored for you during yeah. this internship and what that's been like so far. Uh, so I've only done two weeks of it. So it started the first week of June. It's every Tuesday for an hour. So I don't get too much time to talk to the other. They call us fellows. Us internships yeah. are fellows. So I don't have a lot of time talking to the other fellows, but um, every week, um, the director of it, Katie, um, she has a speaker come every week. And the first week was her mom. And um, she just had a really interesting story. She is a treasurer at a bank, I think, if I'm wrong. Correct me. I don't know if y'all know. But um, I think she's a treasurer of a bank. And she just had just how God worked in her life. It was just really interesting. Even though I can't relate to having any kind of job like that or anything, it was just hearing how um, God moved her through that was awesome. And this past week, um, we had a speaker. His name was Nathan Harvey. He's an author, and he works at um, Emerald Youth Foundation. And I loved having him because he's from Knoxville, so he knows the demographic of Knoxville. His book, actually, he grew up in Knoxville, so... Um, for most of his younger life. So he started out in different cities, but then came to Knoxville and has lived here the rest of his life. So um, most of his youth he was here, and just hearing how um, the inner city of Knoxville has um, he's changed his life and um, just how he started and where he ended, it's just a total change. Just like 
360 degree change, like, or 180 change, like whatever, you know what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. <laughs> He's back to where but he started. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's insane just how much awesome. Knoxville, how much um, God's changed his life just here yeah. locally. And um, a lot of our youth, I think, could relate to his story. Yeah. So, um, and I actually got the book from Katie and I haven't read it yet. And now I'm dying to oh, just hearing his story. So it's just awesome how every week there's someone different and they all have different jobs and just seeing how even though they all do different things god has moved their lives um, like miraculously like just completely around and it's just interesting seeing how everyone is on different paths but god is still the same he is still great and merciful and helpful so um i just like hearing um just the different stories and testimonies basically or what they are just the lessons you can learn from them and um, we don't get too much time to talk to each other, like the fellows, but we just like to listen. We like to listen to the um, to the speakers and just gain as much as we can yeah. and just take it all in because it really is their interesting stories. So That's um, awesome. she has a great lineup for this summer of who's speaking. That's and really cool. Yes, it's just something to look forward to, even though it's just for an hour every week. Yeah. I'm like fully immersed in it, and I want to. I'm waiting for next week, and mm. I'm excited to hear the next one. So. It's it's very interesting and um, very – it's something that we all look forward to, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we're so grateful again to, to Katie Quartz and mm-hmm. uh, 410 Foundation for allowing us and you that opportunity. And uh, what's really neat is that they do. They invest in you guys as mm-hmm. fellows. Not not the fellows. She's not hanging out talking to fellows. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fellows. Hey, yes. fellows. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> but uh, it's it's really cool because we've had a, a few interns over the years, and um, you know it's not something that we've that it's been our bread and butter or anything. But to have them has just been so transformational mm-hmm. for us as an organization, for the kids we are investing in, and then for those that participate in it, the actual mm-hmm. internees, right? And I, I'm really I'm really excited just to see kind of what you're learning and experiencing and growing and say, I don't know if you journal at all, mm-hmm. but that's so helpful through, through an internship. And, um, but tell, tell us a little bit, just kind of going into it, you weren't completely blind or new to what we do or the mm-hmm. kids we work with. You've been a volunteer for over a year. Yes. Um, and so you step into this, um, and what were you expecting or what were you hoping? What were you excited about? And, mm-hmm. um, just kind of what, you know, what were you already anticipating just going mm-hmm. into it? So even though I've been here for a year, I feel like I did not know the girls well going Mm. into this, like just breaking that barrier with them. Gosh, girls are hard to talk to, (laughs) especially, I mean, the girls at Kitco. Not as easy as the fellas. No, they just have, (laughs) they just have a barrier, like, and just, I really just looked forward to breaking that barrier and just getting them to take their walls down and talk to me. Yeah. And there's some of them I'm still working on, but I have a few that have opened up very well. And, but I just... I have these few that I feel comfortable with, and I'm like, okay, I need to kind of, I mean, I need to keep this relationship, but I need to slow down, and I need to take the other ones and break that barrier. I need them to feel comfortable with me and feel like they have someone to talk to and someone to um, that cares. I mm-hmm. just want them to know that they have a friend in their corner, and they want, they have um, us volunteers and me as an intern, they have someone that cares. So um, I, I know the girls that I've already broken that barrier have started to trust me and started to feel more comfortable and start that friendship so um if I can take them with the girls that have that barrier and just see how the ones with that barrier see how they're comfortable 
maybe have them all together just to see how they're more comfortable talking to me. Maybe that will help. Mm-hmm. Um, just help them feel like, okay, my friend can trust her. I can too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really look forward to kind of intermixing these yeah. relationships. Um, and I really look forward to um, taking these girls outside, <laughs> taking them paddleboarding, taking yes. them hiking. I'm so excited for that because, I mean, living where they live, I feel like they don't ever get to yeah. they don't get that chance. And I'm very blessed with having that chance my whole life. So I've always grown up with a boat and my family loves hiking and all that. I've always grown up with that. And I just, I, I guess when I started, I didn't realize how, you know, my life, I get this, but others don't. Yeah. Like, I have to, I had to kind of slow down and realize, okay, well, I don't need to just take these girls to eat and take them to the mall and yeah. stuff like that. I that need stuff to take they them, do get to yes, do. Yes, I need to take them out, take them to Kate's Cove, take them oh, to the lake, uh, stuff like that, because that is stuff they don't get to do and they're missing out on. And they could be fully, they could be really passionate about it and they would never know it. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. I haven't started that yet, but I'm going to very yeah, soon. Yeah, <laughs> those are coming right yes, actually tomorrow. Yes. That's super exciting to me because we talked to a few other organization leaders and they're like, you know, as a youth serving organization in Mm -hmm. East Tennessee, we have some great diamonds in our area, like the lakes and the mountains and the rivers Mm -hmm. and all that. And um, in a lot of our city kids, they don't get to experience that, like you said. Mm -hmm. And for us to be able to take advantage of those outdoors and plant not only seeds in them of experiencing something for the first time, but doing that in relationship. Mm -hmm. And then they begin to, because when you're casting a rod in a reel, all of a sudden you're talking about things you didn't know you were even talking about, you know, with someone. And it's like, wow, I didn't, didn't even know we were going to go there today, mm-hmm. but we yeah. did. and Or paddling on a paddle, you know, just being goofy and something silly. And then it just, it begins to break down those yes. walls that you're talking about yes. in, in an unexpected way. Yeah. And then God gets to kind of move in in those subtle places. And I just love it. So I'm super excited about the outdoor mentoring. Mm-hmm. Like that, I'm passionate yeah. about that. I think how many of these kids have been, what's their highest elevation they've ever been? How small would to be top for them? And then right. driving up into the Smokies, like being 6,000 feet. Um, in the air, like they don't know what that looks like. No. They've never experienced that yeah. being yeah. that high above sea level. And just, I hope that they would care. And if they, and if they don't right then, at least they care with the person that they're with that mm-hmm. way when they come back it may trigger that memory. Yeah. That's what we do, what we do. And we get to cheer them on That's right. through the difficult hikes. You know, you got mm-hmm. this, you got this. Like, I mean, when is positive encouragement? Like, so I, like in our culture, it's always can't celebrate anything because there's always a loser on this other side, you know, Mm -hmm. so. Uh, I'm so excited about that. So you're excited about doing the outdoor stuff with them, which is going to be happening soon. And um, obviously you'll be going to camp with us too in July. Yes. So that's going to be big. Yes. Not only for them, but for me. (laughs) I've never (laughs) been to a church camp. So I am uh, slightly anxious, more so excited than anxious. That's good. Yes. Yes. I'm very excited. I'm I'm just excited just to see how the environment is because I've never been to one. Yeah. And not only just seeing this that, isn't gonna be your typical church camp. No, Mm-mm, but these, it's gonna be good. Yeah, and I really think since a lot of these kids have been to camp with y'all before, they're gonna help me more than I am in the first couple of days. Like yeah. T- so typically, I would say yes. Yeah. That would be the case if we were going back to a camp they're used to going to. Oh um, yeah. This but is this totally is different. a brand new one. We haven't been to Kids Across America right outside of Branson, Missouri, is where we're taking our teenagers. Yeah. Um, for those that are listening, but we haven't been there in probably 
seven, eight years. We, mm-hmm. we had gone a few years consecutively, um, and then we switched it back to one a little bit closer to mm-hmm. home, and uh, we're using Camp Jackson. But So, yeah, uh, Kids Across America is going to be totally different yeah. for our kids and for you. Okay. Um, I, what, I, what I'm so excited about is it's very um, – it's it just fits the culture of the kids that we're ministering to. Mm-hmm. Um, it meets them where they're at. It's going to be with other city kids from across the nation. Um, I know we're going to see people there from Detroit and Chicago and Dallas and Nashville and Louisville. I mean, it's going to, and it's going to be great. They're going to um, really just dive right into something that is so Christ-centered but culturally relevant. Mm-hmm. And so you and I are going to be stretched, mm-hmm. which is going to be great, right? We're going to be the the handful of of minority folks there, yes. so to speak. Um, and so we're going to get just kind of, as they like to call it, the bubble bath of Jesus for the leaders, where we just get they pour into us. Um, as, as leaders, and then we get to meet other people that are doing the same type of ministry in other cities um, that that get some of the challenges that we face, that also understand how gr- sweet those victories are when you see kids really hitting stride with what God's you know plan for them and uh but just gleaning from one another is so so sweet so that's what i look forward to for you guys as well having not been there because i know that's what i'm hoping for for myself Mm -hmm. um so it's gonna be good camp's gonna be great we're still um right now in the throes of fundraising for it and getting kids signed up just even this week you get one more and um so super excited about that but Mm -hmm. uh so what else you've got the outdoor mentoring part, just the seeing the walls come down in relationships, mm-hmm. camp. I mean, was there is there anything else that you're just kind of excited about? I mean, we'll still have the weekly things that on top of the relationships that are um, that are happening tonight. I think it's a, a movie night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think another big thing, and this is just this is more personal than it has to do with the kids, but I'm really looking into this. Um, internship to see like am I interested in working in inner city schools when I become a teacher and stuff like that like I have actually like in this past year being involved in Kitco I've really looked into it like these looked into working in urban schools and um so I'm very I've I've seen the interest in my life so um I love it it's I'm not even just um trying to build these relationships but I'm also seeing like okay how well do I work with these kids in their in environment and how do I fit in and how comfortable yeah. do I feel with it and so um that's a big thing like just not only for it's breaking down my barriers it's not only just breaking theirs down so yeah. it's helping me feel more comfortable and be like okay I think I can do this I think I'm I'm really interested in this for when I become a teacher and so that's a big thing I look at and also I'm really interested in going in um just watching and being involved in a Sunday school yeah. one day because that's the age. That's the elementary age yes, program that we do. Yes, that's the age yeah. I want to work in. Oh, so I love that. Even though I love the middle schoolers and the high schoolers I've gotten to know, um, I just I have a heart for young kids. So. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so often in our, at least in our school systems, a lot of the times the schools that you would, you yeah. saying, I'm interested in working in, a lot of the times teachers just get place there at right. a need mm. and they don't really want to be there right. um so when when there is a teacher that really wants to be there i mean that's when it makes a huge difference a call yeah yeah i would say that uh, my sister went on to pursue elementary ed and i think it was as a result of, of my parents starting kiko mm-hmm. um, that she said man i want to serve the schools in the center of our city mm-hmm. um, so she started at lonsdale 
which was a rough school then, yeah. um, still, you know, can be a tough place. But um, then she continued to serve kind of Bell Morris. And even mm-hmm. when she moved out of state to Colorado, she still looked for those under-resourced, underserved schools and areas um, because that's where her heart was already kind mm-hmm. of um, calibrated yeah. towards. And so it's it's neat to see how God is using this experience already in your life, just like he did in my sister's, mm-hmm. uh, as far as where she would end up career-wise focusing her efforts and energy. Yeah. Yeah. And so I that's think um, these schools, just coming from uh, growing up in a place that's totally different than where these kids are um, and looking from the outside into it, these schools are very much um, stereotyped for mm. how they are. And a lot of teachers hear the stereotypes and get scared and sure. they don't look forward to working there. And when they are placed there, they go in with a sour taste in their sure. mouth. And that just makes it hard to the sure beginning. Does. So I think Kitco has really helped me see like these schools are no different than yep, any other school, right. any other like county school or um, little hole in the wall school like the ones in Straw Plains. Like yeah. Yeah. they're no different. They're. I mean, even though the demographics are different, they are, kids are kids. Kids are kids. Yeah, it doesn't matter where they're from. And tough home life is tough home life. Yeah, it can yeah. be from anywhere. That's exactly so, right. Um, I think yeah. that's a big thing that Kitco's really opened my eyes to see. Um, so, it. I mean, whether, wherever I decide to teach, I still have a couple years <laughs> in school. So, um, I'm not quite there yet. But um, wherever I decide to teach, it just helps me realize I need to go in with no stereotypes yeah. in my mind. I that's need so to be good. open-minded. Because this could happen anywhere. Any school is, I mean, I love, if, if you have a love for kids, any school is a school. Like, you just want to dive into the yeah. kids. You don't want to yeah. worry about where it is. Um, so I think that's a, that's been a big eye-opener is to take down the stereotypes and just get to know the kids. So don't good. worry about where they're from. Just get to know the kids yeah. and do your job and pour into these kids. So, yeah. That's, yeah. That's been a big thing. That's a our, our nation has a lot of the the walls and not mm-hmm. bridges because of lack of experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thus, the stereotypes exist, um, and it's it's why I love when families will get involved and serve cross culturally, whether it's it's with us or um, a ministry serving refugees or mm-hmm. uh, Hispanic population. You know, whatever it is, if it's not your native bubble. Um, get outside of it. Man, I do it with my kids. It's so good for them. Yes. Um, my homeschooled, sheltered kids, for them to just say, hey, this isn't this isn't the world, the whole mm-hmm. world. This is your world. Um, yeah. And we've chosen that world for you. We've even created some of it. And uh, But it's so good, so healthy mm-hmm. to have that stretched and break down some of those stereotypes yeah. that we all just gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. We all do it, regardless of what, what, what bubble we grow up in. We all have them uh, for those outside of our, our bubble. But yeah. man, I love that. And, and I love what God's going to do and just use this. We got to get her to sidewalk Sunday school. We got to get her to sidewalk. <laughs> I know. She, yes. might, she might be one of my next sidewalk Uh-oh. team leaders. Uh-oh. That's what I'm Watch thinking. Maddie. Let's do it. I'm going <laughs> to poach her, poach her from the youth. It's so good. I'll definitely have to get it out there. I think, um, Christian, I don't know if you had more questions. I know we're going to have the follow-up at the end. Yeah. I think we ought to do just a couple of the rapid fires. You want to? Yeah, oh, maybe this one and maybe the next one. The rapid fires are easy. So tonight is movie night. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think we definitely should ask that one. So, Maddie, this is the part of the podcast that does feel. We ask rapid. rapid fire questions where the questions are fast, but the answers are slow. That's true. That's true. <laughs> they are. They take a while. Um, <laughs> and I just I talk really fast for this section. Uh, no reason why. But um, favorite movie, and I explain this as this is your the movie you flip on the TV and it's playing and it's like three quarters of the way through, but it's because it's your favorite movie. You yeah. sit down and you watch it anyways. What's your favorite movie? Lord. 
Lord, I'm probably going to get judged for this, but my favorite movie of all time is Grease. Yeah, and basically just because, um, so I was really close with my grams growing up and my mom, and that was their all-time favorite movie. And it was the first movie I ever watched, which my mom would be so embarrassed if she yeah. heard me say this. That's great. Um, but um, I just grew up watching it, and then my grams passed away when I was 12. Mm. So it just really hits home. Anywhere in it, I can pick it up from with five minutes left or from the very beginning, wherever it is, I can just sit down and be fully immersed watching it just Classic. because I grew up watching it. And Summer it's just, yes. <laughs> Does Alex wear leather, leather jackets? Has he watched it? Alex hates it. Oh, no. <laughs> he hates musicals. Yeah, he yeah, hates course, all musicals. Of course. So it's I rough. Would, yeah. So uh, he's just going to have to learn to love it, though, because yeah, like, that's something is. I'm not willing to change. <laughs> and hopefully, I mean... With whenever I get older and I decide to have kids, that's going to be the first movie they watch. So, like, <laughs> I'm carrying on that tradition. I'm surprised it's not like so, Kiko movie night. Even yeah. though it's I watch Grease. It doesn't always have the, I mean, it doesn't have the best spots in it. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it can be a little rough, but. It deals with some tough uh, yeah, situations. It does. Yeah. But, Lord, it's my favorite movie. That's it so just funny. It's so close to home and it just reminds me of my childhood, my grams, and. Yeah, lots I of just, memories. I love it. So, yeah. Uh, outdoor outdoor so uh you you were speaking about how you love the outdoors you're excited to get um our students and your friends Mm -hmm. in the outdoors this summer and for future what is your favorite outdoor activity we're in summer so what do you think of like what like you have a free friday or saturday afternoon what are you gonna do it's good weather it's good weather not rainy and it feels like we'll say 70 it's pretty nice yeah maybe 75 if you need it to be hot yeah yeah I'm going to Norse Lake. <laughs> yeah, to. my parents. Um, I mean, this is the first summer they've had it, but um, I've grown up on the lake. They've always had boats, and so every weekend we're on the lake. We're in kayaks. We're on a boat. We're in a jet ski. We're doing something. We're on water. Uh, my whole family is a bunch of water bugs, so we're always out. And this summer is the first summer they've had a floating. They have a floating house on Norris, so. Um, every weekend I'm like, okay, let's go, let's go to the floating house. Let's go hang out. And we have friends up there all the time, but I mean, whether it's that or not, I'm just, I love water. I love the lake. And, um, I mean, if I live close enough to the beach, that's where I would be every day too. So I just, I love water. So I'm kayaking or, um, just swimming. Uh, If I can find a spot to just jump in and swim, I'm doing it. Um, even That's if awesome. I don't have a bathing suit, I would be sitting on the side of the water with my feet in, reading a book or something. Yeah. I just love the water, so nice. I'm, I'm at the lake. <laughs> and so after you leave the beach, what is, like, your favorite meal to have? I'll use oh, the beach. I only do a summer version yeah. of, like, seasonal meal. Like, yeah. what's, your, what's your go-to? You're at the beach. What do you want to eat? <laughs> so whether I'm at the beach or not, I would say my go-to is chicken, chicken tenders. Like, I don't like seafood at all yep. oh. so yeah so that has a big part in it I mean even though even if my whole family goes to a seafood place my family loves seafood I'm getting chicken tenders <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, they make fun of me they say I'm a toddler and all I eat is chicken tenders <laughs> and fries but it is that's all I eat so, it's so funny yeah I'm getting chicken tenders and mac, mac and cheese and fries this staple yes, yes yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah that's where I'm, my go-to yeah and so as we, as we wrap up Rapid fire questions. Uh, what's like your favorite all time favorite book or podcast or something like that? Like, um, I listen to I listen to a few um, like devotional podcasts. I just different churches. Um, 
uh, I can't even name them all. I listen to a lot of different ones. So um, I listen to either Christian podcasts. That's how I do my devotionals in the morning. I just wake up and I turn my podcast on. And that's how I start my days. And so I would think my favorite book is probably um, the She Reads Truth book. I love that. So I'm not going to say much about it or anything. It's just, I mean, it just... It's about God's word and how He's worked in lives and two lives of women, and it's just a great book. So that's awesome. Yeah. She reads truth. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have the She Reads Truth Bible, and it's just a really good study Bible. And um, but yeah, that's probably my favorite book and my favorite podcasts are. I mean, they reflect basically the same. So yeah, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's good. Maddie, thank you so much for just coming on and sharing a little yeah. bit about yourself. And um, as we have the wrap up to the summer episode, we'll hopefully even get a little bit more of just uh, stories about you mm-hmm. and people that have made you who you are, and yeah. and uh, and then just kind of reflect on on just the impact that this summer has had on you and the the kiddos you're working mm-hmm. with. So for sure. Sweet. Christian, anything else before we sign out? Uh, I think we have a new email. Uh-oh. Podcast at kicko.org. O-R-G. Podcast at kicko.org. Yep. It'll be in the bio. That's right. Until then, we hope that you keep listening.